Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. Hello. Yes, and we also are missing Tom. We're waiting for Tom. We're waiting for, we're anticipating Tom. Yes. Which is a nice bridge to our topic. It is. Our topic is Advent, because we we find ourselves in another Advent. This is true. Yeah, so we're waiting for Tom to show up. Not a very exciting show so far, is it? <laughs> so, so He's currently I, auditioning for the role of Godot. Uh, <laughs> we're waiting on Godot. So, uh, so let's talk about Advent, because that's where we find ourselves, right? And, and so I, I, I love talking about Advent, because it's not something you always hear a lot about. Mm. right? You, we all have the Advent wreaths. Uh, well, we have the candles anyway that are in our attic we haven't gotten out in a while and the, the wreath we're going to put together and the little prayer services we we're going we we're going to do as a family but at least our parishes are doing them and there are many people out there who practice some wonderful beautiful advent traditions in their home and also we're preparing for uh the incarnation celebration of the incarnation at, at christmas so advent's a beautiful season and i love talking about it and i thought today we would kind of focus on the word itself mm. Yeah, so um, Advent comes to us. Um, there's a couple of different Latin words. One is Adventus, which means coming, and and which is comes from their the the base um, Latin. And I'm not a Latin scholar, but you know I can Google with the best of them. And um, so Advenire, so two different words, Ad and Venire, which Venire just means to come, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ad means to, right? So it's like basically Advenire means. Something's coming. Yes. Right? Or you're, you're coming, you're showing up, you're, you're arriving soon or whatever. Uh, and so I wanted to kind of like, let's think about Advent from that perspective. Okay. Right? So we're going to just investigate all of the sort of the anticipatory elements. And because I like when you can take the season or something about the faith, right, the scriptures, whatever, and sort of apply it to like, what am, what am I doing? What am I thinking? Well, I, I, for one, am already excited to see what is to come from this episode. That's exactly right. See, so you're already, you know, advenires, you're already there. Uh, very good. So, you know, when we look at the words uh, adveniri or to come, we're not just talking about, like, the singular, like, he came and he showed up. There he was. Done. So, like, when we're looking at the incarnation. Oh, sure. No, that makes perfect. And in fact, I've heard a phrase that's useful uh, for this conversation within that, that within church tradition. They say that Jesus comes to us in history, in mystery, and in majesty. Oh, yeah. See, I like those kinds of bumper stickers. Those are good bumper stickers, too. Yes. And that's captured within Advent and the Advent readings, you know, that he came to us historically taking on flesh. Uh, and uh, you know mystery being, the mystery we see him where just in everyday life that he comes to us in mystery and uh, that we can access uh-huh. uh, him in prayer and, and, and see him in, in the very details of life and then in majesty he comes to us in the second coming yeah see so looking at this I would say triumphantly in the second coming yeah yes right the king has arrived um, and so 
we're going to look at maybe not specifically from the historical perspective because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people know that story, right? Right. But I do think that we don't want to forget about that story. The fact that uh, the the history part of right the advenary of Advent, the history part is important because there is an aspect of hey, been there, done that, right? Right. This is provable. It's real. It's 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 happened. Right. It has happened, is happening, and will happen. Right. Right. It, it just it has that eternal aspect to it. But if I want to I want to focus a little bit on that the mystery, but also the majesty together. Mm. And you think about how you live your life. Let's uh, let's just sort of bring everything that we've got right now in our hearts. This may take a while. Yeah. Yeah. To unpack it all, but let's just let's just kind of bring it and make it present. Like w- what's going on in your world right now? I, I know that. Uh, um, for many of us, we're struggling. Uh, whether it's this season is a time that might bring on a little depression, little little problems and things that, that have happened in the past, and they kind of come to light when other people are celebrating, and sometimes we don't. Uh, but also, people have the, uh, the, the burdens that uh, you know, whether they're financial or the inability to accomplish that which you've wanted to. There, there are many, many hurts that people have. Um, and really, there 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 are are goals that people have set for themselves that they haven't been able to reach, and and we can we just bring all that now and present, and just kind of put it here and 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 lay it out on the table, mm. you know. And and when you put it on the table, um, I like saying it that way because when you keep things internal, it's it's like a monster of unknown size, right? Right. But when you put it on the table, you can see it. Yeah, and it really isn't that much bigger than the table. I mean, it's it's there. It's quantifiable. It's in front of you, and so I, I think when we bring everything, right, our hopes, our dreams, everything that we are, everything that we want, everything that we desire, but then also everything we struggle with, we put all that on the table, and then let's apply Advent to it. Well, God's always going to be bigger than it. Whatever it is that we this put is on the table, God's big, always going to be bigger. Big big table. He's got a big table. Really, really, really big table. <laughs> Um, so, look, so the 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 coming aspect, the advenary, the advent, mm-hmm. right? So we're looking at the the mystery and the majesty. And the first thing that would come to mind is sort of seeing life with potentiality and possibility, mm. right? How often do we look at maybe our problems, our issues, our struggles, and we feel like we're stuck or we're in a rut, right? And so Advent is an opportunity. It's a beautiful season that allows us to contemplate the possible. Right. Do not put life in a box. Do not put God in a box. Do and not the potential, put other people right? in a box. Right. right. How can we limit grace? Right. Grace is not only something that's, you know, God's divine life poured out for us, not more than just simply a life force. Grace is 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 part of eternity. Right. That flows from God. And so grace is something that helps us think and and to live eternally. Right. And so when you think and you live that way, it really changes your perspective. I think about times in my life when I've struggled and, th- and thought, I don't know if I'm going to get through this. Right. And then the sun rises the next morning. I'm thinking, hey, I got through it. You know, and a lot of times there could be somebody in our audience right now who has a kid who uh, is going to be performing in some sort of a Christmas pageant. Right. And, and they're saying, well, I know I just can't make the show because I can't ask my boss to let me off for the show yeah. because there's just no way my boss would let me. But it's like, you know what? Ask. God, God, ask. God moves in mystery yeah. and including in people. Even when you think that you've got this person figured out and you've got this problem figured out and there is no hope, you're closing out hope. Amen. Amen. 
you know, and ask this way, God wants you to let me go <laughs> to my son's play. Um, all right. So, so potentiality and possibility. I mean, it's a life changer. It's a game yes. changer, right? Another life changer, game changer that comes to us from at Advent because of the Advenary, because to come, right, is new beginnings, right? Mm. Do over. Remember your kids and we play and write, and it's like, you, you just like, I get a do over. We get a do over. It's like a free play. It's a like mulligan. a mulligan. <laughs> yeah. So, as big kids on the golf course, we'd get a mulligan, <laughs> right? Just if I could just do this over again. Right. Advent is that opportunity for the do over. Well, you know, if our faith is about rebirth, renewal, resurrection, then if we're not a beginner at something in our faith life at any given time, then we're doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. You're, you know, exactly right. And it's, it's about, see, transformation is an, it's, an, it's ongoing. Right. Right? And so that's where a lot of people get, they, we think we graduate, we're done. Yeah. We go, I've, I've achieved, I've got the certificate. You know, and the reality is, you know, your Catholicism, your faith is not a trophy that you stick on the wall and say, see that? I got that for being Catholic. Yeah, if anybody, even a person of, of clergy, of high degree in clergy comes and says, you know what, I have everything in the Christian faith figured out. You know, <laughs> run, run, run. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's exactly right. Because I, I always think about the fact that, you know, I've been a deacon now for 11 years and, and going on 12. And the reality is, I, as I look at that, I, I always marvel. Uh, and appreciate so much that every time I preach, every time I teach, every time I talk to somebody, I, I really do learn something new mm. I, in an encounter that I have with somebody else and or, or with some scripture or with some commentary or whatever. And the reality is I go, I'm not done yet. Well, you know, there's a phrase that Christ uses, I believe, in the book of Resurrection, in the book of, uh, I'm sorry, in the Apocalypse, in the Re- book of Revelation, he says, uh, behold, I make all things new. Yeah, always. And I'm, I'm reminded of a line from Divine Intimacy, a beautiful devotional by a Carmelite uh, priest, and he said that... I love Carmel. We can, <laughs> especially at Christmas time. <laughs> yes. but, but he says that we can always, that God always comes to us new, that we can always be refreshed in the newness of grace at any present moment, in I mean, every present from moment. The, from our, our beginnings in baptism, we're reborn. Yes. Unless you're born anew of water and spirit. I mean, this is, that's out of Jesus' mouth. So everything he does renews. It makes it new again. If God or the church or prayer feels ho-hum, if it feels been there, done that. Advent. Advent. This is the season (laughs) for you, right? So another another, um, point that I think about when I think about this uh, adveniri to come and Advent is anticipation, right? And, And literally, this is an anticipatory season. It's what comes before Christmas. Yes. Right? In anticipation of the incarnation and the second coming is certainly Advent, right? And so if we're, if we're in an anticipatory season, then we should go ahead and anticipate. Yeah. Right? We should, all, we, 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 should, we should be looking forward. And I think about how many times that I've done the opposite, mm. where I've looked behind. And maybe I've stayed there. Right? Now, these are all kind of tied together. Potentiality, possibility, new beginnings, do-overs, anticipation, looking forward. I mean, it just changes your outlook on life. It's like, well, I did this today, but tomorrow is another day. Right. Well, I think one problem is that we have, when we, we, when we think about things like phrases like expectant faith, 
we're locked into thinking about the expectations that we have in our head as mm. to as, yeah. as, as to what we think we need. And we're very human, and we limit ourselves right. to our human understanding. Yes, and so if we surrender on that table where we put all of our problems, if we also and include... And stuff, put everything. Everything, everything. If we also make sure that we put our expectations on that table... Oh, yes. ...and really remain open, we can trust that God will come to us... And that gives us the openness to see him coming to us as he desires to come to us. And yeah, he may not be granting us the the, the prayers that we're asking in a, in a way that we're expecting or hoping that he might. But, but the thing is, God will come to us. The things that we ultimately receive are going to serve our good and the good of others in the long run, even if it, it, we don't understand it at the time. Yeah. You know, but that's a part of him moving in mystery. We have to let him move in mystery. That's right. And we need uh, we need to anticipate. Yes. We need to anticipate. We need to prepare. We need to look forward and always keep uh, our, our, a forward focus. And, and that's the best way to experience him. And that's the best way for renewal, right? To be renewed is if we're anticipating this. Anticipating his goodness. Yeah. Amen, brother. All right. So we're, we're talking about Advent and we're talking about Adveniri, the Latin from where Advent comes. Uh, one version of it anyway, and it just literally means to come. Uh, and talking about those aspects of especially living in the mystery and the majesty uh, of of Jesus' coming um, and, and how beautiful that is and how Advent can change our lives. I'm talking to Sam Ziggy Rodriguez here. Uh, we're going to take a break, Sam. All right. And so if we do that, then uh, but you know what? Before we do that, we should remind folks at home we got a great website. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Deacon Jeff. Oh, no, that's my email. That's your email. The Catholic Cafe is the website. Yes. Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com is my email. And it's a great email. Yeah, send, yeah it's a great email. <laughs> send, send me an email if you'd like to, if you'd like to chat. And also, uh, like us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. Amen, brother. So, um, you know what? I'm predicting that we have, maybe this is a prophecy. Mm-hmm. There's more to come. Ah. Right, Adventus. We're still waiting for Tom. Adveniri. We'll, we'll see if he shows up in the next segment. And his hair. With that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. It is not easy to love with a deep love, which lies in the authentic gift of self. This love can only be learned by penetrating the mystery of God's love. Looking at Him, being one with His fatherly heart, we are able to look with new eyes at our brothers and sisters with an attitude of unselfishness and solidarity, of generosity and forgiveness. All this is mercy. These profound words, spoken by Pope John Paul II, encompass the message of divine mercy entrusted to Sister Faustina Kowalska. In Poland in the 1930s, St. Faustina received a message of mercy for the entire world from Jesus Christ himself. In the midst of turmoil after the First World War and the ominous cloud of another war on the horizon, a humble little nun encountered Christ in a series of deep and mysterious mystical experiences. She wrote, In the evening, when I was in my cell, I became aware of the Lord Jesus clothed in a white garment. From the opening of the garment at the breast, there came forth two large rays, one red and the other pale. Christ told St. Faustina, The two rays denote blood and water. The pale ray stands for the water which makes souls righteous. 
the red ray stands for the blood, which is the life of souls. Christ commanded St. Faustina to convey his message of mercy to the world. He desired that she make known the infinite love he has for all people. My daughter, I demand that you devote all your free moments to writing about my goodness and mercy. It is your office and your assignment throughout your life to continue to make known to souls the great mercy I have for them and to exhort them to trust in my bottomless mercy. The message of St. Faustina calls us back to the church and her sacraments. It calls us to a deeper conversion of heart and a preparation for the final judgment and our own judgment before Christ on the day of our death. Through Faustina, Christ reminds us, He who refuses to pass through the door of my mercy must pass through the door of my justice. Christ told her that after this time of mercy, the day of justice will come, and he urges us to have recourse to his infinite mercy. St. Faustina's life and writings remind us to come and wash ourselves in Christ's mercy. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff, and I'm talking with Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. Yes. We're talking about Advent, Advenire in the Latin, to come, and we're waiting on Tom. We are. We did that the first thing, and he didn't show up, so I'm not going to pause anymore. We're just going to go ahead and fill in the space without him. You don't think that the audience would want, you know, just dead air for the rest of the time? No, I don't think they would, because they're excited about this this idea of Advent and how maybe we can look at Advent again through some fresh eyes and, and look at ways in which Advent can not only literally prepare us for Christmas, but really just uh, inform how we live. Yes. Right? So living in the, the historical perspective of Advent, of the coming, of the mysterious current you know, experience of Jesus Christ coming to each of us, and then certainly the the magisterial, the the in His glory coming again mm. to judge the living and the dead at the end of all days. Yes, yes. So we'll 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 look now. We've talked a little bit about ways in which we can uh, we can live an Advent life. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just during Advent. We can start here, but kind of the rest of our life. Every day the rest of our life, we can kind of live in an Advent kind of feel, like living with potentiality and, and possibility. Well, how, how many times do we see in the Scripture, wait on the Lord? You know, it's a, it's a theme in Psalms. That's exactly right. Now, so ongoing. So we think of the potential, right? We, we think of new beginnings or do-overs. We think of anticipation, mm-hmm. looking forward. And another aspect I wanted to talk about, and I think it's one that's dearly needed in this world today, is hope. Yes. So it's not... It's not like we're waiting on a can of baked beans. Right. Right? So a can of baked beans, maybe that's a bizarre example, but if someone was to say, like, Sam, a can of baked beans is coming your way. I mean, I would get excited. You might. I love baked beans. But most people, you might go, what brand? Ah, might, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fair enough. But, but, the, but the reality <laughs> is we're talking about something wholly different than something that's going to satisfy just a few minutes of consumption. Right. Right, or inhalation in your case. Something even better than <laughs> than beautiful bean footage that's exactly, that might get rolled. That's exactly right. <laughs> but but what are but 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 who rather than what, but who can bring us hope? Right? right. Who is it that 
is is going to answer our problems? Who is it that's going to heal? Who is it that brings salvation? Right. And that's where see this this idea of majesty mm-hmm. of Jesus Jesus coming and saying, "I told you once, I'm telling you again, I'm the King. Yeah, right? I'm the King of the universe. Right. We just recently had the last Sunday of that, or last Sunday of the liturgical year, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Yes. Right? And so everything points to that. Now, at the end of time, at the second coming, at the great advent, right, capital G and capital A, Jesus comes as king to rule over all. Right. Right? And so we need to have hope that for us, it's like, that will be beautiful. Absolutely. And to give him his rightful place as king of our hearts right now. Amen. Well, so that's how you'd live in the anticipation of that. Yes. Right? So that's why the Advent season is so important to us because we're not supposed to wait until he shows up before we give our lives to him, before we submit, you know, as as his loyal subjects, right? We do that now. He desires to come to others through us. He desires to enflesh the good news in us. He desires yes. for each of us to be his face, his right. arms. You know, his so legs. no matter what we're encountering in the world, even if we think things are kind of going okay, right? the reality is, especially in those sort of darker times that we might be experiencing, the problems, the, the things that seem to plague us and don't seem to go away, we can live life in hope. Yes. I, I have met some people that I, I have met them in, in ministry and, and thought to myself, and shame on me, but I thought to myself, how, how can you, how can you live this way? Right. I, I just I'm I marvel at your and what's so amazing is their faith and that little bit of that grain that nugget of hope that they cling to, mm. and I and that's what I long for in my own life and also having hope for others i heard a uh, a wonderful priest named father james shea give a homily once and he said that we should each approach this is actually an easter imagery he said that uh we should approach each person even if they're an abject sinner living a terrible terrible life approach them with the same respect and reverence that we would approach the tomb on the second day Wow. Because Christ, we can trust that Christ desires to be resurrected in that person. You know, in the same way, using more Advent language, that we can trust that God desires to be born in every single person, including us. Yeah, that that is awesome. So living your life sort of in an Advent way. Yeah. But really using this Advent as an opportunity to stop and rethink how we think about all these things, what we feel about all these things. And giving God room to move rather than putting it all on us and being st- self-starters. Let's be God-starters yes. and yes. wait on God. Amen. So uh, we've been through like potentiality and possibility. We've been through new beginnings and do-overs. We've been through anticipation, looking forward. We've been to hope, answers to our problems, healing. And, and another one I want to talk about is, well, you know, the second Sunday in Advent, we have the wonderful readings about John the Baptist. Mm. And there's an aspect of John the Baptist that I love, and that the, that's the fact that he is pointing us to what's coming. Yes. Right? And there's an element of that that, um, that helps us, like, well, calls us to task and really asks yes. us to take our finger and point, not in accusation or judgment. Yeah, see, this is much better than what I was going to say. I, I like that he yells at people, because I do that in traffic, you know, so this is, you're, you're on a much better track. Yeah, but I like, I like the guy that's pointing down the road Yes, who says, look, he's coming. He can fix everything. He's awesome. 
anticipate his coming live your life in accordance to what what he's he's told us uh, you know live live according to the scriptures welcome him into your heart in the mystery now and look he is to come at the end of time look how stripped down saint john the baptist's life was as well all everything ordered around the the anticipation of his coming and pointing others to his coming living in you know just the most basic clothes right. eating wild locusts and and wild honey which i have been to whole foods and they actually have that i think now. you can actually <laughs> yeah and there's clothing stores you know that you can you you can buy you know Some that camel stuff. hair yeah well it's going to be it's going to be faux it can't be real anymore <laughs> but you're right i mean so that his his message is like stripped down basically and it's like it's very simple yep he is better than i Right, I must yes. decrease. Yes, he must increase. I mean, this is John the Baptist making everything simple, right, and pointing to where we need to 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 look. How many arguments and fights and issues and problems do we have in our life to where if we stopped, took a breath, and say, "I must decrease so that Jesus may increase"? Amen. Yeah. How much would that fix ninety percent of our problems? So, <laughs> so each of us, especially in Advent, but the rest of our lives are essentially supposed to be little mini john the baptist yes right we're supposed to be pointing people towards jesus and sometimes when we point people to jesus it means we have to orient ourselves that way as well mm. right so we're looking in the same direction direction in which we're pointing yeah and, and we're actually taking people's hands and leading them that way so how beautiful that is it's an opportunity in advent to sort of revisit are you evangelizing be the forerunner there you go exactly right make straight his paths we're going to start over-scripturing each other here. Um, and, you know, and the last thing I would just mention um, is all this, all of this potentiality, the possibility, the new beginnings, the do-over, the anticipation, the looking forward, the hope, the answers to problems, the John the Baptist pointing us in, in the right direction and pointing each other in the right direction, all of this requires our eyes to be open. And that's the last thing I would, I would focus on is like, keep your eyes open. Right. You you can you can see the potential. When you can see down the road, you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Right? Your life changes. Don't close your eyes. Don't 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 hide away. Open your eyes, open your heart, and allow God to come and be with you. Mm. Right? And it's only in that sort of welcoming spirit that we can actually experience Advent. Right. Is there room in the end? Amen. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Right? Because we, we fill our hearts with so many things. Right. Right, and I know this is not a talk about commercialism and all that stuff. Those are all things that we don't want to fill our hearts with. Yeah. But always have room for Jesus. Yes, that's Advent, Advenire to come. What mm. a beautiful opportunity we all have this Advent. And you know what? The Blessed Mother, she calls to us too to lead us to her Son. Yes, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God. God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.